Hey, listeners to the podcast, thanks for joining us today. This is Pastor Freddie T. Hey, today is a little bit of a unique podcast episode because we dive right in talking about the season in the life of the church that we are in, and it's a little bit like drinking from a fire hydrant. Jonathan is so fired up, so let me just lay some groundwork for you. In the show notes of the podcast, we're linking to a video that introduces the season that we're in. We're also linking to a guidebook. If you've not watched the video or looked at the guidebook, you're going to be a little lost in this podcast episode. So can I just encourage you, hit pause, go to the show notes, watch the video, scroll through the guidebook, and you'll be ready to, to know what in the world is Jonathan talking about? What in the world is, is Freddie T talking about on the podcast today? We're in a super exciting season in the life of our church, and the video and the guidebook gives you an overview of where we are and what's ahead. Enjoy the podcast. We'll, we'll see you soon. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at real life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. What's up, Freddie? Hey, JV. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I almost didn't make it here this morning. Oh, wow. It's, it's, been, it's early. It's early. It's early. It's like six o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. The time, I don't know if it's the time change. I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know if it's our time. I don't. Anyways, but I'm here and I'm excited to be on the podcast with you. Yeah. We're all back three again. Three weeks ago, we were here. Spring break kind of got in the way a little bit, but uh, uh, I'm glad I'm back in the chair again this morning. DJ Daniel Cox is over on the board. He's not in the hospital with AFib. That's Hallelujah. right. Hallelujah. That's right. That was a yep. couple weeks ago. Say and, a prayer for, for Big Daniel. A couple of weeks ago, he had a little, little heart pitter patter. Yeah, he did. Stayed a night in the good old Tanova. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> did. Did y'all uh, last spring break? I know y'all were probably baseballing it. Jack had a preseason baseball game with Clarksville High. So for the rest of his high school career, we will not have any spring break travel. Uh, and um, we which, have a, is, which is great. It's, we we have a mutual friend. Uh, he works with me, and yes. uh, it's like, what are you doing for spring break? And he's like, eh, watch baseball. So. That's right. That's right. That's right. So they actually played last night. Uh, so the wind blew the third base dugout, like broke the third base dugout at CHS. Crazy, and tore down some of the wall, the outfield wall. And uh, so we had our home opener yesterday, but we had to do it at Clarksville Academy. Okay. Yeah, so this is varsity CHS baseball. And um, they won, beat Henry County. They play again tonight at Henry County. So wow. make the big drive down to Henry County tonight. Yeah. So it's on, but oh my goodness, it was like 38 degrees last night. That's cold. As much as I love baseball. Not fun. I did not like playing when it was that cold. I barely, like, I you know, pretty much don't like watching it when it's that cold either. Yeah, I don't know that I'll come out and watch any of the guys. You guys had a little family travel. You made it back. You made it back. Picked up some stomach something. Yeah, had a little uh, had a little had a little dish that brought me a little character with me. Kind of hung out in my stomach for a while. Still, I think I'm done. Hopefully, Fred. I did test. I, t- I tested your mic this morning. And it's so gross talking about that <laughs> stuff. Sorry, podcast <laughs> listeners. But I had to make a little 
trip to urgent care when I get back, and uh, I think I'm all on. Uh, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm good. Everybody, I'm, everybody, good in your house? Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah, feeling we, okay? Yeah, we're all, right. all we're all back in the swing of things. So. Glad to hear it. We're super excited. But Wait, was your spring break refreshing? Uh, aside from that, it's kind of hard to describe it refreshing. It's really, it's really hard. It was very cleansing. So oh gosh. <laughs> it was a very cleansing event. Yeah. Ours, uh, was, ours was good in that, like, like our kids weren't complaining about not doing anything. Yeah. You know, they weren't complaining about being bored. They weren't complaining about not being at the beach, you know, all that. Like, my kids are chomping at the bit to go to the beach, which, like, we may try to figure that out at some point in time. But anyways, um, it was a good spring break. Yeah, I told the kids, uh, you know, COVID year, three years ago. Yeah. Everybody was home three years ago for spring break. Yeah. And it was, it was a lot of fun. We yeah. could go to a park, you know, stay 100 feet from each other. We but. need to do a podcast episode, Jonathan, where we only reflect upon COVID. Yeah. Like, seriously. Not like the just, disease, like just a but... a COVID reflection. But not even... The, well, we can talk even talk about the... Not the disease, but the condition, the virus. But more importantly, what happened to culture during that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything... Yeah, we need to do that. Yeah. Mark that down. Rachel doesn't get on social media. She's really enjoyed it, but she follows a few people on Instagram. Yeah. And there were so, there's so that many people right media. now. I know, media. I got it. But yeah, it's that, not blatant social. And so, <laughs> so many people are saying that they remember what the cultural change was yeah. and how much they miss the cultural change yeah. from what that virus caused. So anyway, in other words, from what? being home as yeah. opposed to being out all the time. Oh, yeah. Eating at home. And, oh, yeah. You know, right. Centric, home-centric. So Right. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's enough of that. Man, I miss Sunday. Yeah, shake it off. Not just because of my cleansing experience, but my son yep. had a different autonomous. We can't keep talking about this cleansing experience. Sunday was amazing. Oh my goodness! And I missed it. Yeah, but I got to see it online. It's, it's not, not, the, not the same. It's not, not the same. It's not the same. If you're listening to the podcast and you're an online worshiper, we want you in person. The Lord wants you in person. <laughs> it's not the same unless you're. In the house. So I will tell you, uh, a Sunday, it was not the same, having been in the house plenty of times. It's just not yeah, the same. Right. You miss the people, and that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a lot of it, but you also miss the corporate worship. So, it's such a great day. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, so, uh, so I know that it's been probably years in the making, our time. Um, yeah, over a year. I mean, the the details. That's what I'm saying. But even before the details, yeah. this has been in the works for over you know over a year. Uh, yes. And so, but in the details, yes, uh, over a year now. That's right. Just just over a year of talking about everything from architects to planning and all that other stuff. Yeah. So, so if you don't know what Jonathan's talking about, you've heard us throw out the phrase now a couple times this morning. Our time and our time. our time is the name of a vision initiative that we launched Sunday for our ministry at Real Life Church. That's right. And so, um, so I want to hit that hard second segment, yeah, man, and roll in what you brought in. Is it? It's Haggai. That's right. You know, man. After Cl- Cl- Clay, Clay did a sermon before his sermon. Man, that you picked a just a beautiful two chapter minor prophet to yes. do our time. Just it made my heart pitter patter. Yeah, <laughs> I was you so love it. I was so impressed. The minor prophets are awesome. Oh, especially the two chapter ones. They're yeah. just super good. So anyway, uh, but I do want to dive deep into that. But first, I, I, you did a brain dump 
But what I want to hear, I don't want to hear specifics about our time. I don't want to hear about Haggai. Okay. What I want to hear is Freddie's mind and heart about our time finally being here. Okay, yeah. Well. Because this has been in your mind for a while. It's been in planning stages for multiple meetings. Yeah. You and your team have worked so, so hard to do this. But where's where's your mind and your heart and your emotions today? Two days after your sermon. Yeah, well, let me try to give context. Yeah. So Sunday, we uh, we shared a video. We shared a 52-page guidebook. I shared a sermon. And all of these things uh, were casting a ministry vision for the next two years. So we've been preparing a lot of heavy lifting. Jonathan, it's probably, no, probably it's to it. It's the fullest season of ministry I've ever experienced in my life leading up to now. And, um, like, it's been exhilarating. It's been exciting. It's been rewarding. But it's been very, very, very full. And it's not just been full for me. It's been full for our whole team. So everybody's been doing a ton of heavy lifting Um working with the builder, working with architects, getting drawings, all of these things, getting input. JV, a year ago, we hosted a series of lunches over at our office, and we had over 100 real lifers come to the office and brainstorm with us and share their give their input on a facility. So cool that we got to hear from over 100 real lifers over a year ago about the facility that we just rolled out drawings for Sunday. And um, so to answer your question, where's my mind? Where's my emotions? Where am I after rolling it out? Um, I'm I'm a little relieved. uh, And there's a little bit of it, gosh, that feels maybe like anticlimactic in the sense of um, it's a process that our church now has to go through that we've been walking through for many, many, many months in terms of um, how they engage with our time. So we've been praying about it. We've been thinking about it. We've been working on it as a church staff. Um, and now it's ready to bring to the church, and, but the church has to engage with it in more than a day. It's a, it's a, it's a process. It's a prayerful process that the church is invited to engage in, to really engage in their relationship with the Lord. So all that to say this week after launching our time, this week is one of the least <laughs> busiest weeks I've had in the last year. Yeah. Which I think I think anybody that's kind of gone through anything close to this, not just what you've done, but in any business, you know, you've you've done this phenomenal you and your team, but you've done this phenomenal amount of work to bring the clear vision in a very understandable way that people can see what God is doing and where God is leading us. Yeah. And so yeah. I just one I want to commend you. I just I know that Thanks, bro. it's once you hit it. And you've been planning this, and right. you stand on the stage at eight thirty, and it's like boom, right. and the video doesn't work, and then you're like, ah, oh uh, yeah, that's right. I guess I couldn't tell. It's at home. No, yeah, no, that's right. So uh, the soundboard, yeah, that's funny. We got this brilliant video, and Daniel Cox it was well put together. By the way, amazing, yeah, it's well put together. Creative dust on, but um, the soundboard froze up. 
So they roll the video and it has no sound on Sunday. But I kind of, you know, it, it was kind of like a good, like, real moment, you know, for us in that the video is very, 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 very highly well done. The it booklet's was. very professionally done. So the sound not being there, like, helped us, like, did not feel over-polished, you know, which it was good. Oh, know? wait, I could hear it on YouTube. Well, you know what I happened? I could hear it on YouTube, You know the what way. happened in the, in the first service was... The, the music wasn't there. So I jumped back up there and I just call Mike Bryan out. I'm like, Mike, will you sing a hymn for us? Like spur of the moment. And he like nails the old rugged cross. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. But on YouTube, I could actually hear it. So that's why I was like, why are they? Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I could hear it. You hear could it. hear the video I could hear on the YouTube. Video. How about mm-hmm. that? Yep. Anyway, yeah. so great video. Uh, I just want to get your, cause I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. Um, and I know I've been, at least ancillary part of what your planning's been. And yes, your you have. For last year. And so you, you were in meetings a year ago with us. A year ago. Yeah. And so I just wanted to, I wanted people to hear that this wasn't just like regular every day, yeah, what yeah. we just kind of do. We just threw out this 52,000 page book here. It's, yeah. <laughs> this thing has taken a lot of time and energy, right. but it's, listen, podcast listener, this is, this is what I was, what I was trying to get to. This is not just building a building. This is not just putting a guidebook together. Uh, guidebook, correct? Yeah. Book. This is not just having a sermon series. This is what Fred and his team and our church feels very clearly that God is leading to us next in a very monumental portion of the history of what real life single will be. And uh, I just wanted to hear the the uh, excitement and the exhaustion. Yeah. And I wanted y'all to hear, uh, y'all, uh, I wanted you to hear, podcast listener, um, the heart of your shepherd, of your pastor, mm. of what has been going on and what is so exciting about our next step here yeah, at Real I'm Life. Yeah, so fired up. Anyway. Can't wait to. Uh, well, if we don't have anything else it. on first segment, yeah. I think that was a great intro to our time, the guidebook, what happened on Sunday. I want to jump into Haggai, but I also want to jump into the whole story. And, and then third segment, just to kind of give everybody a big thing. What should we expect on Easter Day, other than just this beautiful worship service, uh, worshiping what God Christ did for us on the cross and our justification, Um, but also what we will be called to do for commitment um, at this church and what God has called us to do. We Uh, may even, we may cover that in the second session. Or we could do it in the second segment. But anyway, so I'm excited about second segment, super excited. I'm looking forward to hearing um, more about our time and, and the book of Haggai. So, Stay with us. Awesome. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. But man, don't we have a lot of excuses for why we don't honor the Lord with our money? You know, ministry takes money. And when you give, God's work is propelled forward. I want to ask you to pray today. Pray and ask God to strengthen your faith, to deepen your resolve, to invest in His work in his ministry. Worship the Lord today through your giving. Make a sacrifice. Set up recurring giving so that even when you can't be present at church, your gift is present. Simply text MISSION to 97000 to set up giving today. Don't hold back. Don't wait. Give to the Lord. All right, we're back. So, Fred, um, a year ago, uh, I got to sit down on a meeting or two, and I don't know if you remember that first meeting that oh, we yeah. had. I called you right after that first meeting. I don't know if you remember the story. I had chill bumps. I think I've shared this before, but I had chill bumps after that first meeting. <laughs> um, 
not necessarily about the excitement of a new building, which, of course, that's very exciting. Um, but I was excited that how God was moving in real life Sango. But more importantly, what God was doing in me. You know, I, I spent for 47 and a half years at another church in this town uh, and, and got foundations and great relationships and, and loved that church. And I floated through after COVID because y'all were open for business and it was really close and had the best kids church uh, in town. And I floated through and, and it was it was transformational for me to see another way maybe after 47 and a half years, I had to do church, and this was something a little different. And, you know, you just never know. Well, you might just float out to something else after that. And I remember coming out of that meeting a year ago, Fred, saying to Rachel, we're committed. This is commitment time. It's it's not just another church to go to. It's just not another service, not another pastor to listen to. It's not another kid's church to strip my kid off. This is a place where we're going to put our stake in the ground and say, we're always committed to Jesus. Don't get me wrong, but we're going to be committed to this group of believers mm. that's going to stand guard against the enemy mm. and bring release to the people. This is where we're going to make our stand. Yeah. And I was just so excited about the opportunity to not just give time, not just give money, but give complete. If you remember three weeks ago, you talked about Asbury Revival. Mm. Beautiful a little little essay you kind of verbal essay you did on just general on revival but you talked about um your 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 the preacher up in new york uh, john tyson john tyson and you talked about the different stages mm-hmm. of the, and one of the things was devotion i think mm-hmm. we made the point was devotion has a cost which means you exclude things and when you put your stake in the ground anywhere, you're going to have to exclude things. That's good. And when you devote yourselves, not just to God, but you devote yourselves to this, sometimes you'll have to exclude things. And unfortunately, or fortunately, that means you devote yourselves to money, and you devote yourselves to time, and you devote yourselves to people in the exclusion of others and the yeah. exclusion of other right. things. Right. And so what I'm so most excited about yes. a year ago was that Rachel and I got to be called to put a stake in the ground and be committed to what's going on. And so that is kind of my deal. And so on, on Easter morning, yes, we're all going to be called to commit. You're one of the goal one, you said. Yes. And I'm going to ask you some questions. But yes. goal one was 100% participation. Right. And, and, and why is that, Fred? Why is that so yeah. important? So what is So what is Jonathan talking about this morning? I love hearing your heart. You're talking about the Lord moving in your heart to commit to a local church and all that that entails. And our local church happens to be in a season where we're envisioning the next two years of ministry that includes building a building. It's got a, a high a high price tag in order for us to take this, this giant step uh, as a church. Jonathan, thank you for modeling that kind of commitment and when you read through the scripture, what you see is you don't see a consumeristic Christianity where people come in and they consume a Christian product and they roll back out and go consume all the rest of the things. You see a, a, a family that is united in a covenant, in a, a, a deep, solemn commitment to one another. And that's what that's what you're talking about, is you made that kind of commitment to your church, real life, which is beautiful. So, yeah, so on Easter Sunday this year, we're going to invite every real lifer to bring a commitment card to actually uh, bring their card that they've prayed over, that they've discussed, 
that they've made real sacrifices in order in order to say, hey, we're committed to what God is doing. We're committed to being his vessel. We're committed to this work. We're committed to this church. And um, it's going to be a beautiful time of folks in prayer bringing their commitment cards. So what does that what does that mean? Well, in the Our Time booklet, let me find Page 34, 35. There you go. On page 34 and 35. Um, you see an example of a giving chart, and you see uh, a giving card example. And on Sunday mornings, we're passing out uh, the commitment card. And uh, essentially, the project that we're looking at, Jonathan, is is likely going to be a little over $9 million. We have a goal for our church of $5 million over two years. So we believe if every real lifer engages in this, we can hit a goal. I think we can surpass the goal even of $5 million over two years. And that includes year one and year two of our ministry budget. So everything that we already do is a church ministry, is a church. Um, and then $2.7 million of that five goes to capital for the building. And um, so the commitment card, it's laid out so that, you know, on the top line, folks fill in what they normally give. For some folks, that's a lot. For some folks, that's a little. For some folks, that's none. But you would write whatever is on that line. And then as you hear from the Lord, that's what we're asking folks to do is to pray, seek the Lord together as a family, as a couple, as an individual, about how the Lord would lead you to expand your giving. And Jonathan, I love what you said in terms of what you had to do without. It's really interesting. Last night at the ball field, I had about a a five-minute conversation with somebody. And he was telling me, about a local church here that did a survey about their giving. And their giving, it was like, you know, like 90% of their giving came from 1% of the people in the in the median age was 70. So they were like trying to examine their future. Um, anyways, the, the idea here is that every real lifer, every age would engage in, in giving, they would hear from the Lord about their expanded giving. Um, and then online too, they would write in what their expanded giving would be. So we're, we're inviting every real lifer to seek the Lord and say, Lord, how would you lead us to, oh, what I, what I was going to say about that. Sorry, I got a little distracted. What, what this fellow was saying to me was he was encouraging this other pastor to preach on contentment. He said, because there's a generation that's coming up that they don't know how to do without. And I thought, wow. And this is coming from a, you know, from a layperson, you know, and, and I thought, wow, like this, you, you got a sermon right in there, you know, like, and he was encouraging this pastor, preach on contentment because people don't know how to do without, you know, and, and, and he literally rattled off. They've got this, this kind of, this kind of, uh, automobile bill and they've got this kind of house bill and they've got this kind of, you know, and, and when they get through with their budget, they got $47 and they give maybe 20 of it to the church. That's what he said. Um, and, uh, and I'm like, Oh my goodness, it's so crazy hearing you say, cause he doesn't have a clue what we're, you know, what we're doing right now. And anyways, um, this is a real challenge. This is a real challenge for our people to say, what can you do without to be able to invest in this spiritual heritage? So can, can I interrupt you? Please, I, I don't, I don't want to mess up this commitment card. All the way, bro. No, just so, 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 
so as you know, one thing I don't do is I'm always, I just can't sell myself. I just, I just don't do it. I just, I'm can't pit- sell yourself. Yeah. I'm just, pitiful. I love selling you. Yeah, I know. JV. And I appreciate you doing that over here. Townsend court. <laughs> okay. Come get your title stuff done. So, but my point being here is as I've thought through this process for years and years and years, 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 you know, when you devote yourself to yeah. something, yeah. you you're going to devote yourself to something. And when you look at your finances or when you look at your time, or when you look at your energies, you only have so much of it, especially at 50, almost 51 now. I only have so much energy left, and I only have so much time left. And when you devote yourself some, to something, it should be something you want to devote yourself to. And what better, I'm, I'm going to a point here about what your friend said at the ball, ball field. When you devote yourself to God, there's no better return on investment. When you put your time in the mornings reading God's Word, you could be doing other things that may be more, quote-unquote, fun, but you can't put yourself more investment. Let me. When you put your money in the things that God is doing in and around you, Come on. There, there is nothing better. There's not a dollar you could put in an investment account. There's not a dollar you could put in a vacation. There's not a dollar yeah. you could put... In a in a thing in your backyard, <laughs> whatever you, that is. Will you preach Sunday, Jonathan? No, <laughs> but I'm being serious here. Yeah, it's not that you have to sacrifice anything. Mm. It's that you get the opportunity for the dollars that God gives you to put them into something He is doing for not just an earthly benefit, but an absolute eternal reward. So don't think of these dollars as sacrificial. Think of these dollars that the opportunity, and I'm not spending this, what I'm saying. I don't sell myself and I don't spend. This is just true out of Jonathan. Money is given for a purpose, and that's for the spiritual economy of what God is doing in and around us to listen. For the purposes of bringing the good news and the release for the people from addictions, from problems, from sadness, from depravity, from whatever. This is what the stake in the ground is, Fred. Mm. The building's important. We always talk about money, and that's what everybody wants to focus on. But this is not about the money. It's not about the building. Mm-hmm. This is about the kingdom of God. Remember, you pro- preached in Luke. The kingdom is is in the midst of you, and the kingdom can't be seen sometimes. But when you focus your eyes, when you commit to God, when you devote yourselves to your time and your passion and your money, oh, the kingdom's there. The people will come that need release. Sorry. I love how I went fired on, up you are about I, this. I just went off on that. So when you look at the first line, i got to get my glasses on, brother. On page 35, if you want to look at the guidebook, on that first line, that's what you normally give. Plus, what can I give more? What do you have the opportunity to give more? That's the second line. Add them together, multiply them times two. Got an extra little resource. You you multiply them times two. So let me slow you down. Yep. So you multiply them times two because we're looking at a two-year commitment. Yep. And uh, I love that because what we're really asking folks to do is, is what over these next two years? Two years is a flash. Two years goes by so fast. But what over these next two years can you sacrifice? So that's the, the commitment. And then you were getting to the line. If you've got something you've been saving for that gifts, you really don't need. Gift from my stored resources. That's right. And, um, you know, folks have inherited land. Folks have an extra car. Folks, folks have an extra house. Folks have done really well saving their money. You just fill in the blank. Folks have lots of stored resources. Add a gift to that, and you get your two-year generosity commitment. So that's the that's the the commitment card. That's how you process through the commitment card. But and I know you said this over and over, and it's not fair that I've heard this for a year. 
but I want to make sure that the, the regular podcast listener understands the the one fund. So when you put those numbers on that page, eventually the commitment card, but you can practice on page 35, every dollar, you don't have to worry about parsing it up and cutting it apart and what's going to go here, what's going to go. You put your dollar in and it's going to pay for everything it's paying for now plus the building. Yeah, so what we're doing is one fund. It's one ministry vision. It's one fund. And this is different from what a lot of people experience. Correct. Uh, the one fund can be uh, explained in the guidebook on page 32. And page 33 kind of gives a breakdown of, of kind of the, the pillars of the ministry vision. But the one fund is set up so that you're not having to choose between, do I give to the student ministry? Do I give to the building? Do I give to the kids ministry? Do I give to the building? The answer is yes. You give to Jesus at real life, through real life. And all of those dollars and cents will go to fund our ministry vision, which includes a building. And uh, that allows the church more flexibility. That allows us to have a unified vision. Uh, So it's not, um, what are you going to give over and above? to a building fund, it's um, will you expand your giving to help us to reach these goals with one vision, one ministry fund? Yep. So I just want to make sure I think it's a, it's a great concept. I've never experienced that in all the, the building campaigns that I've gone through, but every one, every dollar you give, you don't have to worry about. It's going to take care of everything it's paying for today with ministry and music and salaries and everything else it's also going to pay for the building that that we've uh, that we've set forth um so anyway so that's my first thing 34 and 35 that's what's going to be called on easter uh, when we get to worship our savior but we're also going to be called for a commitment what are we going to do with what god's called us to be devoted to yeah so what we're what we're asking real lifers to do is is to read through the guidebook to pray through the guidebook you can get a hard copy of the guidebook uh, on Sunday mornings, uh, you've got drawings of the building in there. You've got our, our two goals. Goal number one, 100% participation. Goal number two, uh, God will provide $5 million over two years as we establish roots and become a flourishing people. Read through the guidebook. There's frequently asked questions uh, in the back, um, some questions laid out there. You can email Pastor Tim with more questions that you may have that are not answered in the guidebook. But what we're asking every real lifer to do is to pray through the guidebook, to ask God, how is God leading us to expand our giving? Uh, And then on Easter Sunday, to bring a commitment card and in prayer, uh, leave it it at the altar. And uh, what a special time of consecration that's going to be on Easter Sunday. A year ago, after we left that first meeting that I attended, I called you goosebumps, kind of went through that. And I remember saying to you, gosh, this is something that God can use, the building. God can use the building of this building to lead his people, just like Moses led his people, the Israelite people, from slavery and darkness. I'm not saying we're leaving slavery and darkness, by the way. Slavery and darkness crossed the Red Sea into the new promised land. But it really wasn't going to the new place. It was, but it was God's uh, disciplining of his people to, for them to see what he is and how he's going to take care of them. Um, and so if you remember, um, when they came out of Egypt, they complained 
and complained and complained and complained. And God, if you remember, I know you've you've said this in millennia sermons. Do you remember how he always would address his people when he said, I'm going to take care of you? Remember what he'd always say? I'm the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I was the God of Jacob. Yes. And I brought you through the Red Sea. Yes. And I provided for you. On page I'm, eight. I'm the Lord your God that brought you up out of Egypt. On page eight through page 11. Uh, I know Sam Minear said this on Sunday. I'm just in the guidebook, page 8 yes. through 11. There's nothing like knowing the history of how God has been moving in and around somebody's life, right. or in this case, in real life, Sango. So 8 through 11, absent the QR codes, you can look at the little pictures, but there are QR codes there if you know how to use that. Um, well, let's tell them how to use that. Uh, yeah, you, you, you use bring. Hey, so I do this at, uh, <laughs> at school. I have to get my kids out of school. I have to use a QR code. Uh, so, yeah, take your camera cam, camera out. Put it out there on that QR code, move it up and down until it opens up a little yellow thing and you click on the little yellow button and it will bring up a video, I assume, is what it brings up. I That's haven't right. done it. You yep. don't know how to use a QR code? Shut John? your mouth. Shut your mouth. I hadn't done it yet. Uh, but yeah, it goes through the history though on pages eight through eleven. But I don't let you I won't hit you hit you on that because I want to ask you one question about that. But I'll use the word extrapolate a lot in on podcasts. It just means you, you go outside of what the last event or last dot has shown. Can you imagine what page 12 would have looked like in three years? Oh, it's a pretty picture of what the land looks like. But can you imagine what the extrapolation of what's God's continuing story? It won't look like that picture. Yeah, God's telling a great story. Do you see what's so funny? I don't know where that building's going to be located. But you see the people? You're talking about on page, page 12, 12 and 13. Oh, the extrapolation yeah, from 11 of what God's yeah. story is. Yeah. The yeah. God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. I'm tracking. You following me? I, the, I follow the you. extrapolation out there from that last yellow <laughs> dot on page 11. Can you see what page 12 and 13 would look like? Yeah, man. A building where people can come and find refreshment, can find truth, can find something that's great. But you know what's already there? You see what's right there on page 12 and 13? God's people. Yeah. You said... It's the bricks. Go ahead and say it. My favorite thing. Oh, well, the building ain't the building. It's just a house of bricks where the builder's going to build his building. Because the church is the people, yeah, and good. there's the people. But can you imagine what's encapsulating those people? It's just, it's just a building. So let me, so let me, let me try to break down for you what JV was. I love your excitement, man. <laughs> just like it's like a kid that just came back from the Grand Canyon. Try to put it on the tee for you, brother. Just knock it out of the park. Yeah. Well, no, you're talking about the timeline, which starts on page eight. Right. And you, you can kind of trace through real life's history through the timeline. And there's little points in the history of our church where you can read about. And that goes on into page 11. And what you're saying is if you turn the page, like what what's next? What's next? Yeah, Extrapolation what's of what God's already right. done. Yeah. I love that. The next pole, the next yeah, point. And there it is already. Yeah, it's beautiful. 12 and 13. The yeah, people are already people, there. Yeah, that's right. The building's going to be there just to help minister to the folks around us. I'm just so excited. So, of all the story, is there anything you want to bring out in the story from 8 to 11? That you oh, that you can wow. see how God has yeah. really, really moved and how he will be moving. In five years, we'll be looking at this as like, oh, look what God did in 2023, Well, I really do love, um, I do love walking through the timeline because it it's it's important to remember where we where we came from yeah. and different people have jumped into real life at different times and so it's helpful to them even though we only have a little over a 4 year 5 year history uh it's important for new folks to be able to to sink their teeth into the history of our church 
Um, and I feel like this timeline does such a good job of kind of walking us through it. The QR codes I think are awesome because it just immediately pivots you to a, a video uh, of something that was happening. You know, I love March 29th, the first parking lot worship. Um, that's if you've never watched that video, it is so amazing how our people pivoted to the parking lot during COVID. Um, so March 29th, pull that video up. That's really something special to see what that was, you know, what that was like. Um, you know, March 7th is when I, like the first time I came back and spoke after I was, you know, so after I was hospitalized with COVID pneumonia. So I was sucking wind, gasping for air, trying to tell the story about us buying land. That's an interesting video. And, um, even April 11th, the Sunday after Easter party, that, that video. And, and yeah, I just, it's a great timeline because it tells the story of what God's been doing. And so what would be cool, I can tell you where I am. I'm on the crease on page uh, between 10 and 11. I'm on the top crease there between March 29th and February 11th. That started in uh, July 2020. Uh, but, you know, I'll bring out Tim and Clay. Uh, of course, Daniel Cox has come on since then. Others have come on. You know, the team that's being, that God is putting together to help lead and shepherd the people is just really incredible. I think just as important as anything else is that what God is bringing, just not anybody, Fred, yeah. but quality folks to come that love Jesus, that have real skills, and uh, that are going to help lead his people. It's so exciting. Uh, very exciting. All right, so that's the that's part of the guidebook. I JV, just, have you gotten yes. to look through this yet? Well, I just got it this morning. I was not there on Sunday. Have we said that yet? Yes, I think we said that. I was not there on Sunday, so I did not get the guidebook, so I felt like— Did you look at the digital guidebook that came through on the brain dump? I did not. Check I have not off. opened up even—well, I, I did, did open you, the brain did dump Did you read the last, brain dump? I did last but night. But you didn't click the links? No, I was you ready to so go to bed. You were so excited about all of this. You didn't click so the links. So hungry last guidebook. night. I'm still cutting my eating, so I just wanted to go to bed and not think about food. Uh, so, well, As you look through this in real time, yes. give me your thoughts. What do you— what do you think about the the images of the facilities? So I so on Sunday I did the YouTube. You know I watched on YouTube, and so at the very end uh, you did a fly through. That's right. That's and right. so Nella and I, Max was in bed, thank God. But uh, Nella and I were watching it together, and we did the fly through. And I just thought it was really, 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 really cool. Yeah. No, I mean I've seen some early renderings, and we've talked right. about it just you know just as friends. But what um, did Nella think? Oh, she yeah, she liked it. I tell you what, I liked. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was cool. It's it's just so silly. But uh, was the was the uh, we call it a logo? Is that what we yeah, call yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Our the icon. logo, the I- icon. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the, the icon in the kids' worship center, right in the ceiling. That is everybody just, loves that. That is so cool. It's at the check in. Yeah, the check in hub. So cool. Um, that that's all our architect right there. That was one of his earliest ideas. Yeah, to put our icon in the ceiling. That like was that. so cool. It helps remind the kids when they look up that it's not just about here. That's right. This is what we're saying yes. about this building. This is not just about this building. It's about when we leave the building and we go out and multiplying movement, I think is kind of what that logo is about or icon. Anyway, uh, Fred. All right. So we've talked a lot, a lot this morning. Uh, you've heard my excitement, genuine excitement, my genuine heart. Tell me on Sunday, I wish I got to underscore this more. I wish I got to express more of my excitement about this. Is there anything that you, that you didn't leave on the stage? Is, what's your question? Is there anything that you'd like to repeat or like, this is what I was really just wanted to make sure people understood on Sunday? Yeah. Well, you know, I, 
Yes, and I'll actually revisit it some this Sunday. Okay. There'll be a lot of repeat because I think the two verses that I started things with to answer why our time, um, the text from Acts 17, the text from John 9, chapter 9, um, those two verses really shape the urgency of this moment for real lifers, I think. Um in the, the verse in Acts, the apostles are teaching, we live where we live and when we live there by God's determination. And that's significant because then you have to ask the question, why? Why did God put me here now? Why do I live in Montgomery County or in one of the surrounding counties? Um, why do I live in this region to where I could have intersected with real life? Uh, why do I live here now? Why, what does God want me to do? And I believe that God wants us to leverage our time, our energy, our resources uh, to see his kingdom advance, the gospel spread, his church built. Uh, so that so that single verse is shaping. You pair with that John 9, 4, where Jesus says, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is still day because night is coming. When no man can work, Jesus is talking about how short life is. Um, and there's going to come a day where no one will be able to invest a single penny to advance the gospel here on this earth. No one will be able to invest a single dollar to build the Lord's church on this earth. That day will be over. Night will have come. So there's an urgency that we embrace today. There's an urgency that we embrace this moment. And so, Jonathan, some people may be tempted to say, well, I'll give later. Well, I'll give when I save more. Well, I'll give when I make more. Well, I'll invest, you know, A, B, and C, fill in the blank. And I think what the I think what we come away with from the scriptures over and over and over again is we're not promised tomorrow. So we've got to live today as though it may be our last. And if you knew today was going to be your last, how would you invest in the work of God? Um, well, Jesus says, store up treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy. And um, so there's an urgency about the moment that we live in right now today that I don't want a single middle schooler, high schooler, college student, young adult, middle-aged adult, senior adult, widow, fill in the blank. I don't want a single real lifer to miss. I want them to fully step into this moment to be alive in Christ, to invest in um, what God is doing through his church. And uh, so those two verses, Jonathan, I feel like really kind of ground this whole movement, this whole Our Time initiative. So I'm excited, and we'll repeat that some on Sunday. Um, And we'll be preaching through the book of Haggai, so we'll hear that theme come through as well again. But um, God spoke through Haggai, and in Haggai 1 verse 7, um, God told his people, consider your ways. And my hope is that through this series, there'll be a healthy um, experience, a healthy process of God's people considering their ways. And then he instructed his people, go up to them, go up to the hills and bring wood and build my house that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified. And so, man, that's what we're doing. We're not we're not rebuilding the temple, but we are building a, a place of worship, and um, we're doing it fundamentally 
so that God could take pleasure in it, so that he would be glorified in our worship. Generations to come are going to gather in this space, in this time, to exalt Jesus, and that's going to bring God great pleasure. A couple thoughts. Um, uh, on the front cover of the guidebook is John 9-4. Uh, so the inside front cover of your guidebook is John 9-4. May I, I told you, um, I have set out to memorize a lot more Scripture this year, and it has been a, a monumental mm-hmm. impact on my life on a daily basis. So proud of you, man. How I can see, I can bring out Scripture that I've memorized and, and it completely apply it to a situation, and, and it just it's it sets me, it calms me. So, may I suggest, Fred, mm. that you and your family mm. memorize John nine four. It won't take you very long. It take you a week, may take you a day, may take podcast you podcast listeners. Do you hear the challenge? Memorize John nine four. It's right there on the inside cover. It's also in your Bible. If you want we to must work the works of Him who sent me while it is still day. Night is coming. When no one can work. So you've made the point that you may not have tomorrow. Tim four weeks ago preached and he preached in the in the in the basics of his preaching is shut the doors of the temple if you're gonna bring me your defiled sacrifice. Mm, mm, mm. I want your mm. first and your best. Mm. Don't bring what's left over at the end of the year. What what you might gather what you haven't already spent, what you might glean from all the other fatty portions of what you've enjoyed. What if you devoted yourself? I'm not just talking about money, but this is money. But you devoted your time and your passions and your energies, but your money first and best. It's not sacrificial, but you take what God has given you first and best, and you and you pledge that to Him. I guarantee you. It, it may not be health and wealth here. You may not get... All your health, and it may not get all this extra money because you gave a dollar, he's going to give you two back. That's not that's not the gospel. What the gospel says, though, if you devote yourself to him, including your money, then he will absolutely bring a return on investment that you could have never, ever seen before. John 9-4, go ahead and memorize it. Bring your first and best. Page 35, work through that little card. I think this is a very important time to put your stake in the ground, to say, I'm committed to God, I'm committed to this this group of people, because we are going to not just worship him in this facility, but we're going to bring release to the people. Jonathan, you've used this phrase. What does put your stake in the ground mean? I kind of see it as, I don't know, it's almost like uh, William Wallace. And what's that movie? Uh, Braveheart? Yeah, it's kind of like they had to finally just stand their ground. They couldn't just keep wavering, going from one section to the next section to wherever it got felt comfortable. Yeah. What does I, that mean, though? Stake I don't, in I don't the know. Ground? I just kind of thought of it last night. Yeah. I kind of like you've got this walking stick, or maybe you have this spear, or maybe you have this sword. No, you're going to come back next week and tell us exactly what's No, that's what I mean. It's just like eventually you've got to quit wandering. Eventually you have to stop. Eventually you have to so you stake your, out a piece you, of land and say, this is, uh, this is my place. I'm uh, going to stick in the ground, and I'm not wavering. I'm not moving. This you. is the place yeah. where I'm going to build yeah. my family, yeah. where I'm going to build a legacy and a heritage for this community. Yeah. That's, that's what good. I mean by stacking the ground. No, that's good. Real lifer, um, this may have felt like a little bit of a fire hydrant today. <laughs> you may or may not have been there Sunday. Maybe you're a podcast listener and you're not a part of our church and you're going, whoa, what are they talking about? Um, well, we've been on a journey. We launched this church a little over four years ago, and we've been on a journey. God provided land for our church. We bought land. We paid it off in full. 
And so we've kind of been marching toward, you know, this day, and we've tried not to make everything about our church, about building this building. And I think we've done a pretty good job of that. Um, But we are at this place now as a church where we've got this vision ahead of us. We can't any longer uh, gather in rented facilities. We can't do that forever. We can't set up chairs at 5 a.m. forever. We can't. It's it's time for us to mature as a church, for us to step into this next season. But in order to do that, everybody has to engage. And so, so you may not, if you're a listener of the podcast, you may not have ever experienced anything like this before in terms of what does it mean to be an adult as a part of a church? What does it mean to be a part of the church family? And and how do I engage and how do I invest in this in this work? So I'm so excited for you to pray in that quiet place, to hear from the Lord, to really seek the Lord, to really get on your knees with your spouse or get on your knees alone with the Lord and say, Lord, what would you have me give um, so that this this ministry vision and so that my church can take this step forward into our future. So, so podcast listeners, if this hits you this morning, like, you know, coming from a fire hydrant, Jonathan has had many weeks of thinking through this, even though he wasn't there Sunday. Um, He's been walking as a leader in our church with us through this. And, and so I recognize for many of you, we just rolled this out Sunday. And you're just trying to kind of get your bearings around it. So I understand that this morning on the podcast may have been a little much. Just take a deep breath. We're gonna be we're gonna be reflecting on this for the next several weeks leading up to Easter. You're gonna have time to ponder this. You're gonna have time to. Um, so don't rush this process. Really hear from the Lord. And uh, Jonathan, what time is it? Oh, is it's, it our time, friend? Our no, time. no. What time is it? Yeah, our time. What did you? What do you think about that little mantra? Oh, you know, I've heard it for a little bit now, so yeah, we'll get you a little gift this Christmas about it. But yeah, so no, it's uh, it's it's really really good. And and, and may I say, uh, what you said, you know, I I've just a dear friend, uh, Daniel Cox sits behind me, a very dear friend. He's from where, Fred? He's from California. I have a California. Very, I have very good dear friends, Brandon Brandon and Ashley Howe. Uh, they are he's in men's group, just dear dear friends. And where are they from? They're originally from California, IA. through Portland, Oregon. That's right, and, and they came here. And uh, you know, Psalm one nineteen is one of those that I've memorized, and it, it says in Psalm one nineteen, in His books were written all of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. This is what you talked about. Is it Psalm one nineteen? Is Psalm one nineteen? You sure? Psalm one thirty thirty eight. There you go. Psalm one thirty eight. In His book were written. All of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. God has formed, God has appointed you at this time, at this place, to do his work. And it's before us to do. So good, man. Hey, I can't wait to dig into Haggai on the podcast in the coming weeks. So you guys stay with us, and we'll come back for a third session here in just a second. Look forward to it. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday in real life. We believe God has put you in the neighborhood and in the job and at the ballpark or at the gym, right where he wants you to influence and invite others into his story, into a relationship with him. So here's today's challenge. Text a friend right now. Stop what you're doing. Send them a message and invite them to join you at Real Life this Sunday. Who knows? Maybe it'll be their first step 
into a relationship with God. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday at real life. So text that friend today. And we are back, JV. Hey, I, I kind of teased this out uh, in that, that last session, but um, we've got this little mantra through the next several weeks leading up to Easter, and it's going to go like this. I say, what time is it? And you say... Our time? Our time, right. So it's a little playoff what the Chicago Bulls did game time back in the 80s. Um, but it, but what I want the congregation to do is when they say our time, I want them to to say it with faith in their heart. I want them to say it with conviction in their heart. I want them to say it not as a pep rally kind of a thing, but as a as a, as a commitment kind of a thing. That it's 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 more of a it's it's not so much a, a, a mantra as it is a declaration. No, this is my time. This is my time to hear from the Lord. This is my time to engage. So, um, so church, when at the end of the service, when I say, "What time is it?" Our time. There you go. You just <laughs> you having fun with that, aren't you? This morning? no. So, uh, so, so we've talked a lot about what's going on with our time in the building, but hey, ministry's still rolling. It's always rolling, and so this Sunday, uh, it is the infamous color war. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Real life students have color wars on the land. You can sign your student up by texting mission to 97,000 and uh, they'll be on the land from four to six this Sunday. Uh, They're so fired up. Our student minister, Clay Knight, he's ready to experience his first color wars with our students. Um, Be sure to sign your student up for student camp. You can text mission to 97,000. There's a lot coming up. Uh, in the days ahead, and um, and then also we are in um, the 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 my favorite season of the year, which is uh, the Passion time of of Palm Sunday and Easter. It's a great time of reflection. Some of you are fasting. I know that for sure. Uh, we have somebody in our men's group that's fasting with their wife. Um, but this kind of Lenten season, but yeah. um, this is a beautiful time for us to reflect on the ultimate sacrifice that God did for us so that we could even be talking about this today, yeah, thank Fred. thank you, Jesus. Um, so it's, our it's kids exciting will, time. Our kids will sing on Palm Sunday. Yes. So get your kids there on Sunday morning so they can rehearse the song. Kids will be singing real-life kids on Palm Sunday. It'll be beautiful in both services. They'll be leading us in worship. And on Easter Sunday, we've got three services, 8 a.m., 9.30, and 11. Child care is provided in all three services so, um, yeah, so bring some folks with you. I mean, it's going to be a really dynamic season. April 2nd is Palm Sunday. April 9th is Easter. You don't even have to ask Alexa. I had to on Sunday. April 2nd is Palm Sunday. April 9th is Easter. We look forward to this season um, and look forward to Freddie um, Sunday. Listen to your next sermon in Haggai. Yes. I so wanted to talk about Haggai today, but we'll, we'll break it apart next week. We've got week. some time. Yeah, and uh, we look forward to how God is going to develop his people, including me and you and Daniel Cox in this room, how he's developing us for future commitment. Love you, brother. Hey, have a great week. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. But What hey, time is it? It's, it's our time. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.